Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Freaky Fern here with Triple D himself. And we're bringing it back because I have some pretty bad news, Dom. What? The Bridge Nine board is taken down. They took it down? Yeah. What? It ended yesterday. Oh my God, why? I don't know. Board culture is dead, I guess. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. It's so weird because... So where are we going to find any scary stories now? I don't know. So for those who don't know, the Bridge Nine board, or the B9 board, was made by Bridge Nine, uh, this like hardcore record label from Boston. Mm. When I first joined, it was just a place where, you know, people like, obviously you could talk music and shows and records and whatever. But, you know, then people would start to come out of, like, who's your favorite actress? Like, what's the craziest shit you ever done? Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one thread on there that, the one um, that we, I like, followed love. and then I sent to Dom. Because this was early in our friendship, too. Yeah. I sent to Dom. I was like, yo. Because I think you were really into, was it Reddit? Or... Mm. Mm, no, I wasn't big into Reddit. What was the? Other I didn't start one? getting into Reddit till my sister like introduced me to Reddit. Okay, but I was like, I think you're gonna like this, and it was the the creepy stories thread. Yeah, I don't remember what what I was into before that. When we came on, like there was like a cup, like I think it was like at the time it was under a hundred for sure. Yeah, pages. And each page had, you know, maybe a couple of dozen or so entries. Yeah. But we started from the beginning to the end reading these stories of, you know, people we didn't know, but we're still in this, like, community I consider myself part of. And stories range from, like, creepy pastas yeah. to, like, real life horror and whatnot. Some of them were even Arizona-based. Like, remember, I remember I told you there's one where they're talking about San Carlos. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, we read through that shit and it was like, it's one of the earliest things I remember, like, that really got us, like, connected to, like, that whole, like, oh, we're just really into creepy stories and yes. horror and whatever. Well, I mean. And, like, we were, I mean, we were already, like, friends before that, but that was just yeah, this, an early on thing. This, this brought us friendship. to being friends with benefits. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, shoot. That's not what that means. <laughs> and it was whatever. And I was only active on that thing for a few years mm. like i think i stopped maybe around 2010 ish but there i mean we we found a bunch of like things that still stick with us today yeah i think i've been on there maybe twice after like there's one time i went on there to ask for like if anyone had this demo that i could you know that they could upload and i could download from them and another one i i think it was like Asking for asking about like a show or band, I can't remember, but I was only on I only signed in a couple of times because they actually did switch over. I didn't have my login information anymore, or no. I know I think I did, but like everything got deleted from my thing, or I don't remember, something like that. But I didn't really care much for like going back on there because you know, just wasn't bothered ever. But when it was posted, I was like, what. Like, it, I don't know, it just hit me like, man, it's like really gone. I think the idea of knowing that we could always go back yeah, and, like, look this shit up. I have or, it saved on my, like, yeah. on my browser. I mean, it, it could be archived, you know, like, 
mm. the actual, you know, last yeah. day, whatever. But just like when it happened, I was like, oh man. And I was going to tell you, but I wanted to wait, see what you say. Jeez. That was that was legit like an early thing yeah. in our friendship. Like I, I remember mean, I remember sending you the thing and then you I would read stuff and be like, Did you get here yet? And you're like, Oh no, I'm back here and then you'd be like, Oh, did you read this story? And I'm like, Ah, I don't know which one that is. I think I whatever, right? And then even like some of those stories inspired us to like write other short stories yeah. and like short film ideas and whatnot and now it's all gone dumb. It's all gone. It's weird. It's it's almost like it makes sense, you know, especially in this day and age where you don't have to have like a message board anymore. Like you have Twitter, like Twitter's live where you can say, oh, this is, you know, like creepy or whatever. And then someone's like, oh, I have this story. I have this story. And, you know, Twitters and Instagrams and all that shit. Like that's just, I guess it fills that it fills that void. But just knowing that that's gone, it's like, oh man, like it's. I mean, really are changing. I guess maybe if someone did like a podcast where like people told their real stories, like scary stories, that'd be really cool, huh? Yeah, like lore, right? My only problem with that guy is that he only does, like, New England scary yeah. stories. And that's what's just, like, I don't want to just hear stuff about New England. What about Most Old England? Most people don't want to hear stuff about New England, no? What about Old England? You mean England? I call it Old England. I think they'd have a problem with that. Because <laughs> British people are very uptight. That's what I hear. If, if YouTubers have taught me anything, it's that... British people are the fucking worst when it comes to, like, just trying to be friends or acquaintances because they're so stuck up, mm-hmm. I guess, and, and they want to be proper and they're all about class. And it's like, you guys are shit. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Something I love about America is you can be some piece of shit nobody from you know broke ass place part of town and you just hit it big and then you're in front of everybody's eyes spending all this money and they have to deal with you yeah like you could be some nobody kid from wherever and playing the NBA and then you're making millions and they have to deal with you or you make hit songs and that's why I love I love the fact that like rap culture is so big now, mm-hmm. and you get some of these dumbass people who are like quote unquote rappers because they're so stupid and they write such shit music, but you have to deal with them because they're rich and they're famous. Well, I mean, the and thing I love it. The thing I would do is if I saw an NBA player or a rapper around my neighborhood, is I'd call the police. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you'd be like, D- "Can I?" I could do the stand your ground, right? We have that in Arizona. We should have that in Arizona, right? How come we don't have that in Arizona? <laughs> I'm going to say that we should have it in Arizona, so. I'm going to stand my ground. Uh, if you get a call from this area, just, just ignore it. Yeah, and that's and honestly, I think that shit's tight because British people, they like have to have their class and you can't mix and mingle. And um, over here, we're like. This fucking sixteen-year-old could write a shit song, yeah, and buy like Lamborghinis and expensive clothes. Yeah, he's living a better life than you, bitch. Yeah, but anyways, I digress. R.I.P. Bridge Nine Board. 
yeah. B nine board, the B nine, kind of mm. sucks, but you know, what are you gonna do? I don't know. This is the fucking news. Dino does good. Jurassic World didn't pull the numbers it wanted to domestically, but worldwide it cleaned up, grossing over five hundred and fifty million overseas and a great. Uh, 140 million in the states, making just a bit over 700 million the first week. This weekend, Fourth of July weekend, might determine if it will do the same numbers as the first film, with Incredibles still taking a chunk of the box office and Ant-Man being re- uh, released next week. Are you still gonna? Are you gonna go see it? No. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but no. No. The next movie that I might watch before then is like, like Oceans. Oh. Um, but you saw that, right? I didn't see Oceans uh, 8. Well, maybe we should go. But I still need to see Incredibles <clears> too. <throat> Incredibles. Yeah, and then it's Ant-Man and Wasp and stuff like that. And so, Unless somewhere in there it gets added in. I don't see myself <laughs> seeing it in theaters. Unless it's like a few weeks from now and it's like a $5 movie day. And it's free, and it's like, yeah, might as well just go. Like, why not? Then yeah. sure, but till then, like, mm. probably not. Yeah, it is interesting because I mean, it did pretty well here. I think they were expecting a lot more. Yeah, here. I think so too, especially because of Jurassic World. Yeah, it's well at over seven hundred million worldwide. Majority of it's overseas. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's just crazy how much everyone loves dinosaurs. I mean, Mostly probably Chinese market. To be I think honest. so. Yeah, but still, like it's it's crazy, and it's interesting too because when 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 the numbers came out and they said like, oh, the Incredibles two had a bigger drop than the original Incredibles. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. And then you look at the box office, and it's like it did eighty million the second weekend. It only did eighty. It million. only did eighty million. Yeah, it only did. So that means it's a bomb. Obviously. God, these people just like with um Solo and like Last Jedi, they were bombs because they didn't do what, right? Yeah, you get it, dumb. No, um, it's that 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 shit's that shit's crazy. It's I mean, it's I guess it's cool. It still doesn't make me want to watch it anymore, huh? Um, but it is going to be interesting to I see. I still see say. I think you should see it and tell me what you think. Because, like, no, Brian I mean, didn't... I'll see it. No, I know. Because, like, Brian, he didn't really like it. And I'm like, but Brian, it's a Jurassic Park movie. Like, there's... Yeah, It's but, not bad. Um, but where's Steven Spielberg? Well, why does Steven Spielberg have to have his name on it? Fuck out of here. Okay. That was surprising to me because I was like, wow. I, I thought it... I mean, technically, it did do... It didn't do bad here, but it didn't do as well. As they wanted. As they wanted. But... Uh, I mean, right now, I guess they don't really care if they're making money. So, yeah, this weekend, I guess there is a possibility of pushing up Ant-Man and Wasp to, I guess, 4th of July. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. And having it have like that whole, you know, 4th of July. Day yeah, weekend. from 4th of July, that Wednesday on. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess Disney wants to see if this weekend comes and they're like, hey, we could go see... Incredibles are like, oh, we can wait a couple days on 4th of July when we're all off to go see Ant-Man and Wasp. It's true. But I guess, like, they're saying that Disney probably wants to make more money off of Incredibles uh-huh. before Ant-Man and Wasp come out, so they'll give them that extra weekend. If Jurassic World didn't do that great, Jurassic World 2 didn't do that great, 
here, I wonder if it's still going to make money this weekend here in the States. I don't know. You know what? I could see it, especially with people being like, oh, I didn't really like it. Or I am. Oh, this wasn't this isn't my Jurassic Park. Well, it's not Jurassic Park, bitch. It's Jurassic World. Yeah. Brian, (laughs) if Incredibles got 80 million and still had a a worse time or a worse second week than the first one, then I wonder how bad this second week's going to be for. I don't know. Jurassic World. Who knows? Uh, it's it's just interesting to know that that much money was made overseas. Usually, like we're so used to, oh yeah, it does well here. Then it goes overseas and stuff, and then and it's just kind of like man. goes back and forth. Yeah, but no, like they straight up were like, we love dinosaurs. Yeah, I think they just like <clears throat> big dumb action movies because they like what do they like? Uh, Fast, Fast and Furious. And, yeah, Fast they and like Furious. Uh, Transformers. They like Jurassic World. So it's like yeah. See, like, why don't we just release these movies there? It's true. Right? Good. Why don't they plan for the opposite? They make their money overseas, right? Then they do it here. Like, have a huge marketing there outside the U.S. And then you release it there. You make all your money back, right? Right away. Then you you release it here. That's true. But then dumb Americans will be like, well, oh, I hate those movies, but you should be releasing them here first because we're America. Well, you're not going to watch it. Yeah, but this is America. We've always done it that way. Yeah. We don't have immigrants. Yeah. We have freedoms. Yep. And we own movies. Uh-huh. This is America. Yes. Staying on the same point of Ant-Man and the Wasp, two heads are better than one. With early reviews being made, the part two of the underrated hit Ant-Man is said to be greater than Infinity War. (laughs) What? Really? Or at least review-wise it is. Does this mean that Marvel hasn't even come close to hitting the ceiling of superhero movies? (laughs) Fuck you, haters. (laughs) Yeah, no, apparently, like, early reviewers, people watch the movies, everyone, they're, they're not, I don't think they're straight out saying it's better than Infinity War. Or it's just, that, like, it's just as great? I, no, but I think a lot of them, they're, like, when they're reviewing it, the reviews are coming out, like, like, let's say critics give Infinity War, like, uh, 97 or whatever. Yeah. This is coming out, like, at a 99, review-wise. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, oh. I don't know. I'm just throwing out numbers, but I, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I, I don't expect this to make Black Panther money. Oh, yeah. You no. know, maybe regular Marvel movie money, yeah. uh, which is fine because Ant-Man's never been like that big character people care about. Yeah. Even though in this one, he's, I don't know why it keeps saying it's Ant-Man when he's obviously giant man in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people always talk about like, oh, this is so saturated. There's so much movies. Oh, you get the same thing over and over again. And then you get something as epic as Infinity War. Yeah. People love it. Mm-hmm. Makes billions of dollars. Yes. Literal billions of dollars. Good reviews. And then you have this uh, this other movie that technically is getting better reviewed than Infinity War. And it's like, so then where is this bubble that's supposed to be busted? Where is the... Ceiling that you know you well, can't that we're breaking uh, through. Right yeah, here. but but see, like I'm a nerd on the internet, right? And I can write articles about it all day, all I want. Because remember, I hated Age of Ultron. Um, shut up. <laughs> it's interesting too because 
I thought this movie was going to get the boot so people could scoot towards um, Captain Marvel. And Boogie. But now it's like, even if it does okay, then it's like, then like, I wonder how good Captain Marvel can be and how good Avengers four could be and then just imagine this right so this is the end right for this so-called like decade of marvel right this is this is their swan song they've ended it i mean yes we know phase four is coming right but this is the end for right now this is the end of an era type of thing right if at the end they're still hitting it out of the park like this and there's still a phase four coming and we're we're still left in the dark about that just imagine that like that means that they're not it's not going anywhere anytime soon there's no gonna be like people like oh i don't want to see that movie like oh man that completely tanks their stocks and now they have to rethink everything yeah because i feel like even the downfall of these movies is gonna take a couple years yeah let's say Avengers 4, the bubble burst. Okay. The made-up, totally fake, uh-huh. not even semi-real bubble burst. Yes. I don't think they would feel much backlash until, I would honestly say, like, four or five years out. And by that point, they could already be like, all right, well, we're projecting these movies aren't doing that great they're probably already ahead of it of like, okay, well, what we're going to do is this instead and then do this and then pull this out and do this, whatever, blah, blah. Right. And part of me thinks like, no, that's not true because look at star Wars, like look how people are treating star Wars and stuff like that, which is true. I feel like the Marvel camp spectrum of, of people who are interested in it. Yeah. The downfall would be the casual moviegoers. And then, It'd be, like, the semi, like, interested nerds and stuff like that. And then it'll be, you know, the diehard nerds that are into it. And then you get, like, your core group of, like, well, I got to support this or whatever. And that's the last group that you deal with, right? And obviously there's different percentages of all of them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I feel with Star Wars, it's the a big group of it is, like, quote-unquote diehard fans and then there's the people that just grew up with Star Wars being Star Wars. Like, because this Marvel thing is brand new. Yeah. Like, it's only been 10 years. I mean, only 10 years is a long time, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, fucking Star Wars was like, what, 77 when it first came out? Yep. So, as decades, you know, lineages. And not only that, but you had long gaps between, like, trilogies. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like even if it was to quote-unquote burst, <coughs> we're not going to feel the effects anytime soon. It's just interesting either way because that a lot of this Marvel stuff would die down. Really? Right up until Infinity War 2, which I kind of thought maybe wasn't going to do as good as mm-hmm. Infinity War. Well, not Infinity War 2, Avengers 4. Just because I feel like it got a lot of people interested in it. It's like, oh, this is awesome, whatever. That next part were to come, people would be like, oh, yeah. I mean, I saw the first one. It's fine, or whatever. But now I'm looking at it, it's like, fuck, it could... Yeah. What if it has another 10 years? Like, another it's fucking crazy. 20 years. Like, you know? It's yeah. It's interesting. It's just, it's really cool. And I'm excited because I love Ant-Man, like... I love Paul Rudd. When he first got casted into Ant Man, I know a lot of people were like, "Why Paul Rudd? Like, why him?" He's what do you mean, Paul why Rudd? Paul, Paul Rudd? He's gonna Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd the the character, and it's like, 
Don't pretend like you love Ant Man. He's I your know. favorite character. Exactly. They're only upset because Edgar Wright's not a part of it. Yeah. And it's like if you're if that's your whole stick, then it's like you need to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, go take your copy of Baby Driver and shove it up your ass. Yeah, I'm excited. I I really hope the movie does well. I actually hope it does insanely well. I yeah, hope this too. movie. I know it's not going to be Black Panther big, but I want it to be. It's coming up on Black Panther big, and it. I mean, you never know. It could be like this year for Marvel and superhero movies. Really has like oh no I'll just say Marvel I'll just say Marvel <laughs> for Marvel has like literally went that extra like went one step further yeah even if they weren't trying like if they thought oh because I feel I honestly feel like Marvel has an idea of like oh we'll do this we'll do this and we could get this and this is okay if this isn't performed because this is going to lead into this but we need this for sure or whatever. I really don't think that they expected Black, Pan- Black Panther to do that well. Huh. I think they hoped that Infinity War would be this big. I think they probably even hoped that it would be bigger. But once the final, like, once everything started to come through, I think they were like, okay, yeah, this is what we wanted. This yeah. is good. Um, so I hope Ant-Man is another, like, you know, fall out of the park and just yeah. completely. Oh, yeah, for anyone who's in Britain listening... Who's British and doesn't understand? It see, it's this term where in baseball you hit the ball out of the park, and that means that you can run around all the bases. Yeah. Because I, sorry, but it's, it's I know a, you, it's America, okay? <laughs> it's an American sport, not this silly flat paddle cricket. More people know what a crumpet is than cricket. Yeah, that says it all. <laughs> well. Anarchy reigns. In a recent interview, Natalie Portman stated that she's very open to making a sequel to V for Vendetta and even coming back as Jane Foster in the MCU. I think it's good. I think it's awesome. I think it's good, too. Because you know what? I, I'm rewatching all the Star Wars. I started with Phantom Menace, um, and I'm on Attack of the Clones right now. And you know what? I was like, I love Natalie Portman. <laughs> you know what they should do if, if they ever do these solo or sorry. Star Wars stories again. <laughs> they should have one where she's resurrected. Uh-huh. And then she has like she no, she didn't really die. Yeah. They they did that thing where they put your body asleep where you're, you're like you're dead. Oh, like cryostasis? Yeah. But really it's because she had to go be like a super spy. Oh what? Dang. And then watch all the nerds be upset. They would they'd like, be all they'd be the so upset. I think it'd break like, them. I'm avoiding watching this video. It's by that st- same guy who you sent me the video about Solo. What's his name? The actor that he was like, oh, I want him to play. Uh, oh, young. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. A, it's that same guy, right? And he has another video where he's talking about the people wanting to remake The Last Jedi. And I feel like what it is is it's him like being like, why would they make, remake Last Jedi? That's what it really seems like. Like, oh, like, why would you do that? Like, this is such a good movie. And like, it's so great. And this and that. And it's like. I don't know. You can't I, have it both ways, dude. I could I could see him be like, this is fantastic. This is what us rebels, our rebel alliance needs. Because he seems like that kind of nerd. God. I think I could speak for both of us when we say that. We love E for Vendetta. Oh, yeah. Like, I love it. Such a great film. I love it. Awesome. She did so well in it, too. Um, ever since I saw that film, I always try to make the, like, 
the eggs. What is it? Like the eggs and the oh, I, the uh, crystal whatever. What's it called again? I don't know what it's called because I don't eat eggs. In in the in the the bread, what's called like a money crystal or something. I don't remember. But ever since then, I, I like every once in a while I would try to make it, and I'm like, I'm fucking working. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really cool that she's actually that because I think it was like the first thing she said of like. Oh, out of all your, you know, like all the movies, like what movie would you want to to um, remake? And she was like, V for Vendetta. Or not remake, but make a sequel to. Saying V for Vendetta. That's like tight. That's tight. cool. I like that. Um, and also the fact that I, I, I thought she was done with the MCU, but she's open to yeah. coming back. I, was I like, guess it would be kind of cool. I thought so, too. I thought it was more like she just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But I guess maybe it's it's something where it's like, oh, like I do want to do it, but like they're not asking me to do it. Yeah, like and I never told you. Apparently, that's what Batista did with wrestling. He was like, yeah, I'd love to come back. Like we do like a match at like WrestleMania, and then like they just never they never him back. they never got back <laughs> to him about it. <laughs> no, but um, I did see something about how she like she still even though like. You know, dumb fans are like, oh, well, I hate the prequels, even though they're like, I, I also hate the new ones. And then they're also like, I hate the old ones. But anyways, she like, I guess she like poses with people and stuff like in like Disneyland and like for like Star Wars, like people dress as like and like cosplayers and stuff, too. It's like, see, that's that's what's cool is when you go out of your way to be like, yeah, like I love playing these characters so much that like. Even anyone who's dressed as like anything from this universe, I'll still like go out of my way to take pictures with them. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, she seems like a pretty cool person. Yeah. I I watched her Hot Ones interview where they're eating like vegan wings and stuff like that. <laughs> she seems like she's pretty chill. Like you know, some people in Hollywood they could definitely feel like they're full of themselves. Yeah. And I think she has the making to be that because. You know, she's really educated. She has a long career. Yeah, she started, like, at such a young age in the professional, or Leon. And, I mean, even though that's a whole other story on itself, where it's like... She's like, oh, I want to make a part two to that. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a pretty good movie, though. Yeah, I remember for the longest time, I didn't know what that movie was. I didn't know what that movie, the name of it or anything. I just remember watching it a long time ago. And then, like, it wasn't until years later, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I thought it was just some weird shit I made up in my head or something. I don't know. I mean, apparently, like, BBC or Channel 4 in, in Britain, like, wanted to do a V for Vendetta series. Oh. But nothing ever came out of it. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Learning that and then knowing that nothing ever happened, I was like, that sucks. But then realizing like, no, 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 wait, but we can get a part two with Natalie Portman. So I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. It'd be interesting, you know, to see what happens. I feel like in this day and age where they remake everything and sequel this and prequel that, like, why is it so hard to get it? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, oh. I don't want him to ruin the first movie. Yeah. The second part, it's like, but I really want to see that. Yeah, see a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be cool if she came back to the MCU, especially now that Thor is like a badass. Like everyone oh, loves man. Thor now. Yeah, that'd be you know so I mean? cool to see. Yeah. And like maybe he comes back to Earth or something like after this is like post Infinity War or whatever. And like now she's like, oh, man, I really want to jump here. <laughs> Bones. Yeah. And then you have Kat Dennings back in the yeah. 
universe. That'd be interesting. It'd be cool. She has such an awesome career. Like, she has such, like, fan favorites and then, like, really, you know, artful, you know, beautiful pieces. I also didn't know that she was, like, a like a real ballerina dancer and stuff like that. Who? Natalie Portman. She is? Yeah. Huh. Is that why she was like, oh, I'll do Black, Black Swan? Yeah. I don't think she's, like, a professional. But no, she's but she like, obviously had to take classes for it or something, right? And she had no, to, like, yeah, learn. No, yeah, but I think she's I think she's she always, had to learn all that. No, I think she's she was. Oh, she was? A dancer. Oh, dang, really? And, like, likes to dance. Oh, that's crazy. Just not in, like, a professional. That's a good movie. We should do that movie. Black Swan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Thor. Damn it. Damn it. It's cool, though. It's something that I never thought about. Something that I'm not even sure that I want, but I would love to see it. That's just a sample. Good luck. Don't worry, Denise. I've done this before. So what are you supposed to be? A stuntman. Wow. My safe word will be whiskey. What do you mean whiskey? What? I just don't get why you're saying it that way. Why I'm saying what, what way? Forget it. I will. I will forget it. Whoa, whiskey! Whiskey! Oh. Hey, everybody. We have a new crew member today, Denise. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said a little something about ourselves. I like to party. I like to party. No, Dave, I just said that I party. I like to party. No. I like to party. Okay, nobody parties but me. Yeah, just Rod. Yes. And me. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, my God. Shut up. Hey, Rod, maybe you shouldn't fight Dad this week. Relax, Kev. I'm going to win this time. I did, like, 40 crunches yesterday. Get ready to meet your maker. Oh, God! We hadn't even started yet! I just had a great idea. One big jump, gentlemen. The biggest jump this town's ever seen. Let's party. Directed by Akiva D. Schaefer. Hot Rod stars Andy Samberg as Rod Kimball, a hotshot stuntman with an attitude set to overdrive. Or at least he thinks so. Rod surrounds himself with a small crew consisting of his half-brother Kevin, played by Jorma Tacone, his best friends Dave, played by Bill Hader, and Rico, played by Danny McBride, who all act as support and stunt crew for Rod. Rod finds delight when his next-door neighbor and longtime crush, Denise, played by Ilsa Fisher, has moved back home. But soon excitement turns to sadness as his family tells Rod of a serious heart condition that his stepfather, played by Ian McShane, has, and how his insurance won't cover the cost of the transplant. So Rod decides to take it upon himself and wants to raise the money for the procedure himself by doing the biggest stunt ever to happen in town, jumping 15 school buses. But he needs help and training, so with the addition of Denise, the crew helps Rod raise enough money to pay for the stunt, as well as train for that jump. After hilarity ensues for weeks on end, the final amount is set to be made up by releasing a Best of Rod stunt tape and having a showing for the town. But just as enough money is made, the truth behind Rod and his stunts come out to be more silly than dangerous. The whole audience begins to laugh at Rod. In a rage, Rod throws the projector through the window onto a car, which leads the cops to come and having Rod pay damages with all the money they earn. Now with Rod feeling like a failure, Rod decides to live a life as a normal person and ends his daredevil ways. With friends and family failing to change Rod's mind, the turn comes when Kevin tells Rod that his best of video went viral and the local radio station wants to pay for the jump. Rod and crew get ready for the biggest stunt of their lives. Rod calls Denise to tell her the jump is back on, but the call is intercepted by her douche of a boyfriend, so the day of, Denise is nowhere to be found. With the seats filled and money starting to be donated, 
The time has come for Rod to do the jump. Denise finally shows up right as Rod is preparing to jump, sharing a steaming kiss before Rod makes his way up. On takeoff, everything looks good, but midair, it is far from good, as the bike is completely gone from under Rod and he slams down onto the landing ramp. In horror, everyone rushes to Rod's side and he lays there lifeless. In Rod's out-of-body experience, he hears Denise's voice calling out to him and he comes back to consciousness. Beat up but alive, they let Rod know of the horrible jump. But even with the jump failing, the money is raised, the procedure is paid for, and Frank gets well within six months. The journey doesn't end there, as Rod finally has the skills to beat Frank at hand-to-hand combat and becomes the man Frank always wanted Rod to be. Okay. Hot Rod. The major motion picture. Yes. That we saw and that we are reviewing. It was a movie yeah what did you think Tom I thought it was hilarious yeah I was laughing like almost the whole time it's so good I remember seeing it like a long time ago when it first came out I remember Joey used to bring it in all the time to Eva I think that was our I think that was our second year so after you'd already left yeah. And he'd, he'd watch it all the time. And, you know, we want to know something. I think I think this is why we love it so much. Because sitting there watching it, I was like, this is like watching sick animation. Like as yeah, a movie. Like it's a little bit random. It kind of goes off on a weird tangent sometimes. Yeah. Like especially with the cool beans. And then like when they have Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. It's just something random that just comes out of nowhere. And you're like. That's hilarious. It's a good, silly film. Yeah. They weren't trying to pull out all these punches to make something spectacular, but because you had the people you had in it and the people you had making the movie, yeah, it really added to like the hilarity of the movie. It did. Because, I mean, first of all, you have Andy Samberg and... I would say, like, in the beginning of him being, like, really funny. Yes. Like, I mean, not saying that he was never funny in the... In, like when he first started or now or whatever. But I mean like. I think this is still in the middle of like him when they were doing the SNL digital shorts. Remember? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think this was still like in that like beginning slash like start of his like really prime of him kind of being that comedian. And before he really like branched off, you know, left SNL and stuff. But I mean, he's still funny. Like I liked him and well, I like him in. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, sometimes people say that he kind of plays a certain, like he always plays a certain type of person. Yeah. I think that's like his comedy. Like that's kind of who he is. I mean, very rarely would you get someone like Eddie Murphy to play something different than like Eddie Murphy Murphy or like Chris Tucker or something. I will say Andy Samberg is pretty good at, because wasn't he in Jesse and Celeste forever? Yeah. I mean, that's more of a, like, a indie, like, it's like a romantic comedy. Well, see, because, yeah, because in watching this, it's funny because it is very funny and it is very silly. But, yeah. I mean, it's very believable, uh-huh. like, his character. You <laughs> know what is, I mean? a 100%. I feel like there's this stigma of, like, what is a good actor? Mm-hmm. And some people say, like, no, a good actor, like, oh, you have to be able to put yourself in any row. And a good actor yeah, is like, like oh, d- just being able to sell whatever. Yeah, like well, a, like a, like some kind of diva, like a Daniel Day Lewis or a Christian Bale. Yeah, not only was he able to kind of pull off his comedy, 
but he was still like that silly whatever like i don't know i guess being a fan of him i could see the difference like you're right like you could see the difference in kind of what he does and stuff Mm -hmm. and by no means am i saying he's like the world's greatest actor but i i i feel like when you're kind of that caliber of uh sketch comedy person Mm -hmm. you get to learn how to roll with the punches and and kind of throw yourself you're immersing yourself into like a role or a character even if it's not the greatest character or whatever yeah even like if the character has to overreact and you're overreacting like i don't know i just i feel like ilsa fisher there were some parts in it where she kind of wanted to laugh because it like if you watch it mm-hmm. you can see parts where she's starting to kind of have a smile or like something happens and you turn and hurt it's not as stone face as the other characters. Yeah. But by no means does that mean she's a bad actor. She's just around all these really funny people, right? Yes. Yeah. And so you take someone like Andy Samberg and or you know, we're not gonna touch Bill Hader yet, but I feel like the the portrayal that he gave was solid and that that's exactly what you wanted in this movie, you know? Yeah. I wasn't wanting him to play like Scarface. No. You know, it doesn't make sense. But what he did in this movie was perfect. He was funny. They were silly. Yeah. Um, Like you said, 100% believable as as that character. Yeah. Um, Juvenile and, like, so ridiculous up up until the end. And then you have... You have people like uh, Bill Hader behind you. Oh, my God. And part yes. of your cast. And it's like, how do you expect it not to be funny? I think we can genuinely say, like, Bill Hader is, like, one of our favorites. Yeah. Like, ever. Because he's just hilarious every time he's in anything. Anything he's in. He always makes it, like, that much better. Like, everyone does well. I mean, the plot is silly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, know? 100%. But the cool thing I like about it is they get right into it. Yeah. Like, you, like you start the movie and it kind of... Just, you know, just sets up, like, where they're at in life, I guess. And then from right there, you go into he's sick and, you know, he needs help or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and Rod is going to do anything he can to in order to save him so then he can kick his ass. Yeah. So right from the get-go, they, they pretty much, like, I honestly want to say within the first, like, like seven to ten minutes, they get right into, like, oh, he's sick and whatever. Yeah. And the best part is, like... It, it has to be just how ridiculous Andy Samberg's character is. The only time where he really starts to kind of, I guess, be genuine is when it, when they're in the movie theater and everyone's laughing. Yeah. And you're like, you know, it's like, oh, it's kind of serious because, you know, his, he, they, he's starting to, him. yeah, he's like, they're starting to feel bad because he's laughing at him or whatever. And then what does he do? He goes and instead of just turning it off, he grabs it and throws it, it out the, the window. window. <laughs> but other than that, like... Even like his little brother yes. knew about you know knew about his heart condition. He didn't. Uh, I don't know. It's She's just, just like because we didn't think you can handle. He's all I can handle I it. I can handle it. <laughs> and then he what did he do his uh, his fight dancing? Yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. You know, sometimes in movies, stuff like that is like too ridiculous. Yeah. I think because he takes something like a Napoleon Dynamite, Gentleman Broncos world, right? Yeah. Where everything in that is like it's off and it's weird mm-hmm. and it's silly, yeah. but it fits, you know? It does. And so if you were to have something like if you're watching, you know, um, Napoleon Dynamite and some guy pops out and he was like, and and turkeys for all. And everyone's like, oh, it's... um. 
it's screwed, you know, it it wouldn't fit. No. Like, it's just, it's, because, even though those movies are silly. Yeah, those movies are ridiculous, but I think Jared Hess has a spe- specific style. Yeah. That it, it wouldn't fit. Yeah, but in this movie, it, it was fine. You gave yourself, you have to give yourself up to be like, all right, this is going to be dumb and silly. So when those weird things of like... Uh, the the dancing guy like coming oh on his God. computer Richardson yeah he's just he's like so, looking around that's always so funny he's all get, come on Richardson get out of the pool stop being a tool he's all there's no tool in this pool <laughs> um, he's all he's all doing the dance and then they're like he's like you like what you see and they're all like shaking their heads <laughs> there's not a bunch to talk about this movie but. It's a pretty good feel good movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's not I don't know, it's not like a wreck it Ralph feel good where yeah. it's like fun and kitty because it could it could honestly have been a PG movie and I could yeah. have seen it. Because the humor is very immature mm-hmm. to where if you just cut out a couple of like curse words and maybe, you know, not talk about some things like drinking or whatever. You could have easily saw this as like a, a PG movie, right? Yeah. I feel like it fits perfectly in that PG-13 where you don't expect Andy Sandbrook's character to be ridiculous enough to where this movie pins it for a rated R film. Yeah. Right? So it's one of those movies because I feel like sometimes there are movies where you do wish you would have got that rated R film. Yeah. Or, you know, you didn't need a PG-13. Like, you're like, oh, this is a kid's movie. This movie fit perfect for what it Like, everything about this movie is perfect for what you get. Yes, it is. You can argue, sure, like, oh, it's not funny. Andy Samberg's not a funny guy. Or, oh, his character's too dumb. Like, you can't take it serious. But it's not meant to be taken serious. serious. He's not meant to be, like, a... a really solid character. He's just an immature guy who, who thinks he can do stunts. And yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I liked it. Like, I genuinely like this movie because it makes me laugh. Yes. Like hard. It's just like one thing after another. It gives you something funny. We have that sense of humor where it's like it's we love something ridiculous that just comes out of nowhere. And I feel like a lot of people probably would be like, not a lot, but I feel like there's a majority of people who would watch this and they'd be like, well, this is just stupid. Like, oh, yeah. I'm getting so angry because, like, look how immature they're being. It's just so dumb. Like, what? Like, doing all these stunts and it's just dumb. And it's just like, get over yourself. Like, honestly, over the last maybe five years or so, plus, minus, but we've talked about this where a lot of those, like, weird underground comedy styles and like vulgar things are now the norm. Yeah. Like this silly makes no sense, but that's why it's funny. Like meme culture. Yeah. Which is funny because sometimes I feel like as much as I enjoy a good meme, sometimes I feel like meme culture now is just, it's beyond me either. (laughs) Like even me, because there's like a couple of memes where I've seen where it's like, I get where you're coming at. But yeah. it's not funny. Like, it's just not funny to me. And it's like, oh, well, it's probably because you're old. And it's like, maybe. But I just, it's it's not funny. I don't get it. Like, you kids are eating Tide Pods and you think it's funny. Like, uh, Yeah, isn't that hilarious to eat a Tide Pod? <laughs> I do it all the time. With, like, stuff like this where a lot of people kind of 
disregarded as being just like a dumb movie where it's making easy jokes. It's like, well, I mean, that's kind of what you're meant to get. Like, you're yeah. you're meant to laugh this way. You're meant to find these jokes hilarious. Or sometimes it's even funnier because they're trying this joke that's not funny, but it's funny this because they keep trying it, and it's like it becomes funny. You know, like what's that song that about the grandma that gets run over by a reindeer? <laughs> grandma got run over by a reindeer. He's all. No. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that I really like about comedy as opposed to horror and drama is, or even action, it's when people talk about those movies, even though there's conversations within those movies, a lot of, a, a lot of it's like, was it, was it scary? Yes. Well, like what happened? Oh, this happened or, oh, it's not scary because of this happened. And you have people who kind of, like we talked about with hereditary and stuff, where some people find that stuff horrifying. Like, yeah. Hereditary for some people or horrifying. Hereditary for other people, it's intriguing. Yes. And with drama, it's it's like, well, did it make you feel? Like, did it, you know, did it really, like, come at you with, you know, that, that really, like, heart-pulling, you know, Emotion and it's like, yeah, no, they, they did really well, did good, whatever. But with comedy, it's such a broad spectrum now. Where I mean, we talked about Phantom Thread, where you know, we never sat down and watched it. But when I told you that it was a comedy, you looked at me like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, no, I swear, I think it's a comedy. And then sure enough, it comes out like, oh, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be pretty funny, but. When you watch these trailers and you watch these clips, it's like, but where's the funny part in it? Yeah, it just looks like an old stuffy Oscar bait movie. Yeah, and it's funny to some people, but just like you would find, just like some people, oh, like some people love Caddyshack. They think it's the best comedy in the world. And other people are like, it's okay, but it's, it's it's nowhere near as good as like. The Big Lebowski. And then some people are like, oh, The Big Lebowski's good, but it's not Super Troopers. Yeah. And then some people are like, it's oh, not Super, Super Troopers. Super Troopers is funny, good, but, but yeah, some people are like, oh, it's not super bad. They're all comedies. Yeah. But they all differ. You know That's what I mean? That's true. Like, it's such a weird thing for us because we find stuff like Sick Animation unbelievably funny. Because it is. Because it's 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 raunchy and it's bad, but it's meant to be bad. Yeah, it's meant to be disgusting and vulgar and ridiculous nonsense and everything. And it's funny to us. And so when we see things that are somewhat in the vein, and but they don't for us it doesn't pull off as well as that. It's like, how do you guys like that? But you don't like this yeah. when this is our golden standard, like Super Troopers. Is one of the funniest movies in the world. And you don't like it, but you like, uh, oh, like Bridesmaids. Like Bridesmaids, oh. I just didn't find that funny. I almost, I it's can't fine. really remember what, like, I can't even tell you a funny part in that movie. The only funny parts I can remember are like, it's it's mainly like Melissa McCarthy yeah. stuff. Like when she's talking to the one guy and she's like, or no, to the one girl and she's like, oh, I want to climb him like a palm tree or something. And it's just like, see, like, because she's more ridiculous than everybody. Yeah. 
But like for the rest of the movie, it's like eh, it's it's not terrible, but it's not like everybody makes it seem like oh, bridesmaids. It was it's like the female version of the Hangover. Yeah, and it's like, but the Hangover was like it was just okay too. Yeah, and everybody um, blew that one up too. That's true. And what I love too is like it has so many great people in it. It's like Andy Samberg, Bill Hader, obviously, Danny McBride, Ilsa Fisher, and then like Will Arnett. And then um, Ian McShane, which I saw that guy at James Beach when me and Brian went to uh, California. Sam up? No, I didn't want to disturb him. He was like with a group of friends, like sitting in the corner. It was while I was like leaving, and I would like look over, and I'm like, "Hey, is that Ian McShane?" And like I, I and I left, and I told Brian, and he's like, "Oh, well, let's go back in there." And I was like, "No, leave him alone. Like he's having like lunch. It's got a lot of good people in it." awful lot of honkies yeah but they're funny yeah i think if you enjoy just a funny silly comedy and you don't want to overanalyze it and Mm -hmm. you don't need it to be this huge grand spectrum or or spectral of like oh does that mean this is that that oh was this joke meant to be here it's just a funny silly stupid comedy with good comedians in it I think this is it. Mm. It's a movie that it's funny enough to where you can quote. Yes. Is with you. Um, There's no tool in this pool. He's all, you you look very pretty. What was that? Say you look very shitty. Good night, Denise. (laughs) He's all, babe, no, babe, 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 no, babe, no, babe. This is like an action point light. Mm, that's true. how I met. Like you know, like the there's definitely people in there doing the the stunts. Yeah, action point is just everyone really doing the stunts. Man, just imagine if Andy Samberg actually did all those stunts. Oh yeah, he did. He probably would have his eye popped out. Oh, probably. I say this is a good two joy penguin thumbs up. Cool. Try and find it. I mean, it is an older movie, but, and you can kind of tell too, like when it was made because they have like the pay phones and the older cell phones. Yeah. But I mean, it's still really good. It's still hilarious. I yeah. mean, um, there's not much to say. I'm I mean, pretty sure you could rent it super cheap or find it online streaming somewhere oh, for prob- free. Yeah, I probably. Mean, whatever. It's a, it's, it's a fun movie to put on. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's Andy Samberg it's, and. And I think it's one of those Hater good movies to watch with like friends. Where you you put it on and you're all like laughing because you're like this is hilarious because it's ridiculous because this is like what <laughs> I'm not saying me and my friends go around doing stunts but I mean like you and your friends do something and like you guys all laugh at it and it's just like that's basically what's happening in the movie is like they're just kind of hanging out for the whole movie doing whatever they do. Okay, for today's segment, I think mm-hmm. what we'll do is you know we'll we'll keep in. The tone of like last week's episode where we did something a little bit more fun. And since this episode, we talked about Hot Rod and we talked about Andy Samberg, who's one of our favorite like funny people. But who's serious. But Bill Hader being like one of our favorite like like that that guy cannot do anything that's not funny. <laughs> um, I just want like to, for, for both of us to kind of go back and forth between like um, who's our favorite funny people. I guess like some of our favorites, like that we're like, oh yeah, if they're in this movie, I gotta go see that movie. 
type of thing. Um, anyone in the movie Funny People. Anyone in the movie Funny People? Yeah, there you go. We're done. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Check us out on <laughs> for oh Google Play. I was like, what's it called? Google and Stitcher and I got one. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. He's always funny in like pretty much anything he's in. I mean, look at um, was what it what's the one um, about the bosses? Bad boss. Horrible boss. Horrible bosses. Wasn't he in that one? <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I'll, I'll see your your white guy. And we <laughs> see another white guy. Okay. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yep. Will Ferrell someone that I've been following since I was a kid. Yeah. Even when I didn't understand the shit that he was doing, he was always funny. That's true. <laughs> I, always re- I just always remember that SNL skit where he was... Um, Janet Reno? Janet Reno. He was like, I forgot what he said. Something about like, it's getting hot in here. And then he was like, oh, what? What? Too soon? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And especially learning that years after, like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Well, that's how funny he is. Yeah, but everything, everything that he's been in, I've always been interested in. I remember when Everything Must Go came out, I was like, oh, it's oh, yeah. not super funny. But then watching it, I was like, nah, it's still pretty it's funny. It's still pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Even, what, Bewitched? Using Bewitched? I never saw that one. Is that funny? I mean, well, Pharaoh's in it. <laughs> and Nicole, Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction. That's a pretty, I mean, it's not. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, like I really like that one, too. That's the one where he's like he learns the guitar in there. Right? Yeah, there and then um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is in it. No, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. He just dresses up like his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that he does that every once in a while. <laughs> it's cool. His lifestyle. I feel like one of the best comedies to be released in the last like twenty years. Old school. Yeah. It's even funnier because he's such like a a regular guy. Like you kind of find out that he's kind of like this party animal. But he's still trying to be like a regular guy, but he can't stop being the party animal. And it's so fucking funny. And like legit, I don't even know how many times we called that that fucking part where it's him and Sean William Scott and shoots him with the dart. He's like, oh shit. He's like, what's happening? And he's like, you fucking shot yourself with the dart, man. He's like, you're funny. I like you. You're funny. And then he passes out. And then he wakes up with him, like, trying to tongue him. He just kicks him back in. <laughs> that movie is, one is like, a classic for me. Yeah. It's a movie that I can watch whenever. It's, it's a movie that I'm always going to laugh at. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's even funnier because he's technically not the star of it. You know? Yeah. But it's still like his movie because he's that fucking funny. I love Will Ferrell. And I and we've talked about this before, but I'd love to see him 25 years, you know? Yeah. Like where he's old as shit. Like kind of like um, like uh, what's the name? Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Well, that that was going to be my next one that I was going to say is like, I mean, anything but Leslie Nielsen's in is pretty much hilarious. But what about his like old work where he like super dramatic? Oh, besides that, 
You're like, <laughs> his son died of cancer. This is hilarious. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because look at Airplane. That movie's hilarious still after all these years. I, I feel like Will Ferrell could be that. Because the one thing that was funny with Leslie Nielsen is that he almost took like this regular this is just me type of yeah. way to his comedy. Yeah. I mean, other than like the naked gun and all that stuff, like, yeah, that's over the top. It is. But his actual comedy is just kind of like somewhat normal, you know? Yeah. He played it so deadpan. Yeah. Even when like, cause he lived here when he died. Uh-huh. And I think I told you this before, we were really close from having him yeah. in one of our like short films. The only thing is, like, we like we couldn't get the schedules correct because it was for school. Yeah, and he just didn't have the time. Uh, and, but he, but he, but they did say that he was like very interested. That's that he so just, cool, I, man. That would've yeah. been awesome. And and honestly, like one of the reasons why I was with the boy, I'm at the bank that I am, was because he was a spokesperson for. Oh yeah, Arizona. he was. Yeah. <laughs> um, just yeah. So, but um. Real quick, like I think Will Ferrell could fall into that very easily, and yeah. it'd be funny to see Will Ferrell as like a seventy-five-year-old man because he's already funny. He's still yeah. funny. He's still he's still pretty much how he was when he was younger, and so knowing that he can get older and play like even those old man roles, yeah, and that that type, like I just can't wait. Like it, I don't know. Well, another one is um, Steve Coogan. Yeah, Steve Coogan. I mean, literally, we can sit here all day and talk about how, yeah. how much we love Steve Coogan. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere. Well, for us, because yeah. we're not. Sorry, we're not British. We're not stuffy Brits. I think he was someone that, I, I think I saw him in something before, but yeah. I don't remember what it was. But I just remember watching Hamlet 2. Hamlet 2, yeah, which we, we've already reviewed. And just being like... <laughs> God damn. And basically everything. I, I think that opened the door to be like, hey, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and then that opened the door to everything else that he's <laughs> kind of been a part of. Yes. Like even the small roles, like uh, the other guys. Yes. I Yeah. I always forget. But the, he's like even just the little part that he plays. Yeah. It's just so funny because he's like. You guys want two tickets to see the whatever show? And then, like, why are we doing this? But see, that's another Will Ferrell. See, like him and Will Ferrell yeah, in the movie. Oh God. Um, and then of course the Holy Grail, his greatest character that unbeknownst to us existed, and we feel dumb for not knowing it. Yeah, Alan Partridge, the greatest DJ of all time. <laughs> Which. It's it's so crazy because I think that's like one of the funniest characters I've ever seen. Yes. Ever listened, ever watched. And some and like people some people are like guys, oh, it's British humor, but I was like, no, it's not. It's no. like it's just it's a, like there's British humor and I get that he is British humor, but yeah. I don't know, he's like beyond that. Yeah, like he is. <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't know. Supposedly he's working on something that whether or not it's going to be released this year, like he's supposed to be working on it this year, so. Well, it's like the the audio book I, I still want to read or listen to oh, yeah, yeah. for his um for his book. His self, is it self help? I think right well, or something like that. God, I don't know if it's a. I don't think it. Yeah, I, I think it's a self help. I don't think it's a, a 
an audio or a biographical one. Oh no, but uh, yeah. But either way, like, yeah. And then I even told you, like, I was like, "Hey, have you watched Around the World in Eighty Days?" I was like, "Cause I just rewatched it, and that shit's hilarious." And then I watched because they have this is hilarious. Two of my favorite people, yeah, Jackie Chan, yeah, Steve Coogan, exactly. And I was like. They should have made five more of these films. Yeah, they should have. They're like they're so good together, and then that movie's pretty funny. I know we have Rush Hour, right? And everyone's well, loves Rush Hour, but it's like, what if instead of Chris Tucker, we got Steve Coogan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's funny too in that movie is like how quickly he goes from when he's in America to just being like a panhandler. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like smells like shit yeah like, i think he's only been there for like a couple days or yeah a couple maybe like a week or something like that can't remember oh, however long geez. it took them from from getting that boat to there he's like complete shit <laughs> yeah right yeah steve coogan is definitely someone that no matter what he's in like there was that one i think i i think i told you about it. i don't know if you watched it it was on netflix i don't know if it was but it was like the like something travel or the vacation or something, mm-hmm. and it's just like him and his friend go on vacation together, and it's it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more like dramatic, darker humor. Yeah, but, I mean you still get two funny people, so it's still funny. I'll look it up again. Um, hopefully it's still on Netflix. I can watch it. You might like it. Okay. I think you'll like it. But yeah, St- Steve Coogan is definitely someone that's like top tier. 100%. You have to watch whatever he's in. Jason Bateman? Uh, I like Jason Bateman, but he doesn't crack my ribs funny. Okay. Did you ever see Bad Words? I like Bad Words. I like that one. That was a pretty good one. Um, I mean... It's just it's just crazy how like he can also like some like a lot of these people they can play such serious roles because like in because he was in the gift right yeah it's like he can play such a serious role but then he can go and be like ridiculous in Arrested Development <laughs> that's true hmm. Will Forte well Will Forte <laughs> I think well, Will Forte I I think like I I started to appreciate him more mm-hmm. once I started hearing about his SNL run. Yeah. About like because first of all, McGruber. Yes. When <laughs> that movie's hilarious. I didn't want to watch it. I no. I watched like the SNL skits and all stuff. Yeah, like I loved them SNL, cool. But uh, when it came out, I was like, I'm not gonna watch that. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Like, That's what I thought too. And, but my ex was like, "Come on, let's let's watch it. I want to watch it. Let's watch it." So so I was like, "Yeah." So we did, and I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> and then and then pretty much yeah, anything he's in, like I said, like I loved Mas- Last Man Standing, but no, uh, Last Man or, on Last Man on Earth. Um, but I think the reason why I started to appreciate him more is because he he's really out of the box, like yeah. straight up out of the box. And then when you hear him talk about him being on SNL, it's so it's funny and sad because it's like, what if we had this or this? And everyone's like, oh, it's like, damn it. OK, well, what if we were to do this? And I'm just like, what? No. So a lot of his stuff, a lot of his stuff, he would have to go on to other people's 
skits and yeah and like okay well maybe my character could do this and they're like uh yeah <laughs> maybe or we could you know whatever yeah and so it's like just imagining like if he was able to do what he wanted to do on snl like i wonder what we would have got something more ridiculous like i think straight up like gonna be banned on tv <laughs> because his, yeah like i said his ideas are just like completely out there hmm. i genuinely was upset when last man on earth was canceled because of that because of how funny it was and how funny he writes yeah and it's so funny because it's like one thing that always cracked me up is on that tv show he has uh his friend i can't remember his name but like He's so supportive in that TV show. Like, in the beginning, he's very, like, he obviously he's crazy. Yeah. But he tries to be manipulative in the beginning because, yeah, like, he meets one girl and he's like, oh, we're going to be together. Then, like, a hotter girl comes. Yeah. And so he wants her. And then um, the one guy comes and he, and then he's like, no, I should be with her, not you. But anyways, but years pass or time passes and they become best friends and it's so funny because like when they're like saying goodbye and hi they like kiss each other like Mm -hmm. kiss and then (laughs) then they go on and stuff like that and it's and it's like two guys kissing isn't funny but it's it's funny because like that's how his character is yeah and like jason sudeikis's character is very like very real like he he you know he's not silly well he is silly because they're they share the bloodline because that's his brother in the mo- in the show yeah but like he's an astronaut <laughs> you know so he's more brain smart and even though they're silly and they play pranks on each other i don't know it's that whole show was really good like everyone in that show was really good and it's kind of upsetting that it's canceled but yeah, he's definitely someone that I think now know like knowing what he can do and knowing what he would always want to do. Yeah, it's always interesting to see like what he could do. Even in that one about um, Animal House, was it like futile and something? It's on Netflix. It's like a biographical comedy about the dude who made Animal House. Oh, I know. Oh. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Like, I don't... It's like stupid and futile or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, even in that, like he's pretty good. Like it's weird at first because they're playing those characters. Yeah. Or they're playing those people, but they're characters. Like Joe McHale's in it and he's playing um uh Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> but even in that, like I liked him in that. I thought it was really good. Very sad at the end, but very good. What about Danny DeVito? Yeah, Danny DeVito. <laughs> He's had a really long career. That's true. He's in Big Fish? Yes, he is. Yeah, he did really well on that. Like, it's so weird because I know how silly and crazy he is, but in that role, he he doesn't feel like Danny DeVito, but it is Danny DeVito. But it but obviously it's Danny DeVito. He's that good. Like he, he started off in like one floor of Cuckoo's Nest and it's like just like a minor character. And it's one of those things where people told him like, You need to play like this, you need to play that, you need to stay and then he's like, No, I'm gonna do what I want. And then he he's And then the, he found his way to Always Sunny. Oh my god. Yes. And he just added to that show. Because that show because he's just Love. ridiculous. Yeah. And it's funny. Too. It's so funny, too, because you have such great cast yeah. in those people. You know, we've seen what everyone could do now. You know, like, what, yeah. what's her name? Um, with the Mick. Like, yeah. that's also... Caitlin Olsen, is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Everyone could hold their own. Yeah. 
but he's someone that can steal the show very easily. Yeah, he can. Especially in, like any episode he's in. Like, yeah. It's just like he'll just say something ridiculous and you're like, oh, God. Damn it, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Rum him. Rum him. Yeah. Or when, especially when they do Char D. McDennis to Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> when they when he, he's doing the flags and it's the it's the four Fs. <laughs> Is that... Is that a swastika? No, they're F's. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I think he's someone that if he's ever in something or he's a part of something, it's like, I'd love to see it. Yeah. I think especially now more than ever because, yeah, sure, he was like the guy in Matilda and he was in Twins and all that stuff. And, and he was the penguin. And yeah. And he and those, you kind of, you could say like, oh, it reminds me of my childhood or whatever. But he's still going on. He's still funny. Terry Crews? Terry Crews, yeah. I mean, and here's another one, Adam Sandler. But even in, like, Blended, Terry Crews has, like, a smaller oh, role. Yeah. But he's still, every time he comes on, he's hilarious. That's true. I mean, even look at Brooklyn Nine-Nine, another. Yeah, uh, what, funny. It, yeah, with Andy Samberg. I mean, he's hilarious in that one. I think someone that, being here from America, we don't always get. You mm-hmm. have to go out of your way yeah. to see. But it's still hilarious is Richard Iowati. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even him hosting a like a show is funny because yes. he's like how you imagine British people would be um like times 10. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's funny because he's funny. But what's funny too is that he can be something ridiculous like an IT crowd or he can be something more like more what you picture like British humor to be like in Travel Man where he's more like oh I'm stuffy British yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that and it's even and uh, it's even funnier because I saw this interview with him once and they're like so how did you get into acting he's like well um, I was writing and then they said uh, you should act and I said uh, no that's fine <laughs> uh, but then I got the role so I I, I kept acting <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he's in there, I I love him. Like yeah. he's just he's so funny. He's so stuffy and <laughs> just like <laughs> like it like I said, I turn you on the travel man and it's not even like what he says, it's like how he acts. It's how stuff. he reacts to other people saying things yeah. too. Like someone will say something and it's just right away he has like a reaction to it. Like he has something to say. <laughs> or even like um him and uh Noel Fielding, they're <laughs> yeah. hilarious together. <laughs> yeah. Or him and what's what's the other guy who hosts the game show you watch? Well, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr is like that, but he's more personified, like British comedy. Yes. R- Richard Iowati, he he's more of like he's not as eccentric, but still funny. I told you that a few years ago, he got caught for like tax invasion. Yes. And this is one thing that I love British humor and like British people comedy and all that stuff. Is that even though this was a big deal and like it had like serious consequences, they like nonstop made fun of it. Like, I don't know if you watched, but in, in Travel Man, he did this one where I don't know if they went to Nepal or somewhere, but he they spent a lot of money on the hotel and his, his voiceover was like, well, after getting this blah, blah, blah suite, I hit up Jimmy Carr's um, accountant. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, God damn. But if if we're speaking on British people, just real quick before yeah. we end it. Yeah. Um, there's a comedian by the name of Joe Wilkinson. Yes, Joe Wilkinson. Yeah. yeah. And he is fucking amazing. Like, he, 
he's I think a lot of people, especially I think a lot of younger people could get more into his his comedy because he's a little bit more out there like some people. But he's the one that just, comes on all the time, right? And has the yeah, yeah the segments the seg- and all that. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yes. Because you were just showing me the highlights of that guy. That every, oh, yeah. every, every single thing he does is just like he's got a response to this. He's got a response to that. He know like he's just really good. Yeah, he's so fucking funny. He's funny. Um, this is someone that I barely discovered a few years back, but every time, any, like literally anything I see him in, I'll be like, oh, what is it? Because he's just, I know I'm going to laugh. But if I bring him back to America real quick, we're talking about the funniest people where you'll always give him a shot. Mm. I'll say someone who I thought I wasn't a fan of until I started to really watch him, Mike Epps. Anything Mike Epps has been in, I like absolutely laugh at. Huh. It's very easy to say, like, oh, yeah, you know, Friday or whatever. But he's done way more than just Friday movies. That's true. And All about the Benjamins. Uh, yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's 7.50. No. <laughs> it's 7.50. Uh, I was I still remember that. Um, but, no, but um, I watched his stand-up a couple times and his interviews and stuff. And... Like, his comedy comes from, like, a real place. And I think, like, knowing that now just makes a lot of his shit more funnier. Yeah. Because he gets, like, he's been in these really serious situations and somehow still finds it funny. And I, and that's what I love. Like, I love the fact that someone could be in these really fucked up kind of dark places and them still laughing about it. I love it. And, like I said, I mean, I even watched that one. Was it Meet the Blacks, which is it's kind of like a spoof on different horror shit, I guess. Really? Yeah, like I think there's a, or I think it's like the Purge is a part of it and stuff. But yeah, I I, I loved him in that. Oh, you know what, Cedric the Entertainer. That's what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer. Because I just thought about a haunted house, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I completely forgot he's in that movie. He's a priest. <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer is like a old guy, funny because he's like kind of came from like you know the early nineties and yeah. kind of has like that really absurd humor, like really raw humor. Yeah. You know, like you would imagine. Even some of his more laid back roles. One of my favorite characters. He plays an old guy in Barbershop. Barbershop. I think it's the second movie. The first movie's funny, whatever, but the second movie, I think they start to go back to his like flashbacks. Yeah. More about him. And fuck man. I don't think I've laughed that hard. I think I told you, like one of my favorite scenes, any comedy scene of all time, is when they're arguing and stuff like that. And he was like He's like, oh, Rosa Park didn't know, but said her old ass down, blah, blah, blah. And they're all, oh, you can't talk about that, blah, blah, what? Talk about whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. And then the one guy was like, you you can talk about this and this. But he, um, he's like, something about like, but you don't ever talk about Jackson Jackson like that. He's like, huh? What? Jesse Jackson? Man, fuck Jesse Jackson. And everyone's like, oh, no, that you gone too far. <laughs> His delivery and that just had me floored like yeah like God. those movies and the movies themselves are okay but him mm-hmm. that character is perfect like i and i said this before and i totally mean this i think he should have a spinoff 
He should have a spinoff where he's that for character. So you don't think Queen Latifah should have had a spinoff? She did have a spinoff. No, I'm saying you just don't think she should have? No. I love Queen Latifah. <laughs> She's my queen. Yeah. But. I always go to the land deserves, of Latifah. He deserves his spinoff. Yeah. I would love to see what they do with that. And to just throw a little bit more diversity, and I know there's some people out there who hate diversity, uh, but Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? She went from being just like the the like like weird girl on Parks and Rec to being like an actual I like mean, good actress. Yeah, because but like really funny. And then we, I mean, we saw her in Mystery Team too. Remember? Because that's her first one. <laughs> yeah. But Ingrid yeah. goes west. I mean, she's just so like she's so good at playing like just a crazy character, but she's also really funny. Yeah, and even the was it to do list? I didn't see that one. Was that one really funny? Yeah, that one was a little bit like that was cool because it wasn't the Aubrey Plaza you thought because mm-hmm. she was more of like, oh, I'm like really smart and stuff. And I just like want to do this stuff. And um, what's his name? Donald Glover's in it. Yeah. And they have this this funny exchange where she's like trying to get this dude jealous that they work with because they all work at a pool. And she's like talking to him and he's like, oh, whatever. And he sees and he's like. She's all, <laughs> you're so funny, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, has this big old grin on his face. And he's just like, I literally said nothing. And just, <laughs> and, like, Donald Glover being that funny just makes that whole thing just so much more funny. He's another, Donald Glover is hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that was good. Like, I've I've seen it maybe, like, three times already, if that's any indication about kind of how good it is. Um, I, But I do feel like Ingrid Goes West kind of proved that not only is she hilarious, but I think she can take these like really serious roles. Oh, yeah. And do like really well at it. But even though like, you know, girls aren't funny, but they are funny. Yeah. I mean I mean, look at Mike and Dave need wedding dates. She's she's oh, pretty yeah. funny in that one too. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we're gonna go with uh female comedians, there's Rebel Wilson, yes. who just everything that she's in yeah. is just hilarious. Maya Rudolph. Oh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. I love my. I've always loved Maya Rudolph in SNL. Watching her outside of SNL, she still delivers. Like she's still funny. Yeah. Just I don't know something about her is just hilarious. And going back to Rebel Wilson, I mean, I was watching the Travel Man where she oh, where she yeah. goes with him. Oh my god, it's so funny because the whole time she's like, "Are we gonna get gelato? Yeah. <laughs> is this where we get gelato? They have to walk up all those steps, and she's just like. <sighs> Like taking a break like every five minutes. <laughs> Just to go back down because she doesn't like heights. Yes. <laughs> oh God. So funny. Yeah, anything that she's in, she's in I'll watch. What what was the movie that she was in where she it was like her and he's another he's another British co- co- uh, comedian, but they were brother and sister. That's um isn't that Bridesmaids? Is that Bridesmaids? Where it's just really, like, they're really awkward. Yeah, because they play brother and sister, and they're just, like, really weird. Yeah. Um, and that guy, too. That guy's pretty funny. I yeah. forgot what that I guy's f- name I forgot is. his name. Yes, it's uh, Matt Lucas. Yeah. Because I watched The Travel Man with him, too, and that's pretty funny also. Because they, they go out and he, they start walking out on the street. Because you know how he's, like, bald and everything, right? And he's like, well, I think we need to stop off and get some sunscreen. And then Richard Iowati's like... Nope, we're going to go into this hat shop right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. There's a lot of, I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of, I think, British comedians that I'm, I'm starting to appreciate more. Yeah. Because I've been, like, my sister pushed me to 
watch more British comedies. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Whitehall, someone too, that I'd put him in there because everything that that guy's been in, mm-hmm. I've liked. One of my one of my favorite TV shows, super short lived, no one gives a shit about Bad Education. I fucking love that that TV show, and he's in it, and he just. He does so fun. Like I don't, I don't know. He just even his stand up. Like he has a stand up on Netflix. Yeah, you should watch it because at first it's starting like, oh, it's okay. Like it's not, but like then you get into like the meat and potatoes, um, or like British people would say, bangers and mash. <laughs> um, you get into you get into you start getting into his comedy a little bit more or the special a little bit more and it just it gets funnier and funnier and funnier mm-hmm. and you're like god damn um, so I would say check I say check his thing out he's someone that they try to bring him to America at one point especially because like he's he's friends with he's like a late night talk show oh yeah uh, James Corden James Corden and I think they try to bring him over but oh, you know okay. he didn't yeah. he didn't stick which is even funnier when you hear like all his stories. It's it's like, <laughs> uh, he's he's definitely someone that I, I think that's he's really high on my radar. That because I've seen him do some really funny things and he hasn't had that much success here. That I'd love to see him in like a kind of just keep reaching for that yeah. because I think he's really funny. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people we could talk and about. And I feel like we could talk all day about it. Because, I mean, comedy, besides horror, is like one of our like bread yeah. and butter. I think with comedy, we'd have to break it down between, like, favorite, like, kids' comedies. Favorite, yeah. like, uh, like teenage comedies. And like, favorite. You know what I mean? What's dumb is, like, critics always just write them off. And it's yeah. just like, but, God. Oh, you can't just do that with comedy. Yeah. Some of my favorite movies, like most of my favorite movies are comedies. Yeah. And people are like, no, how is that your favorite movie when um, The Godfather exists? And I'm like, like man, Godfather could suck a fucking fart. Godfather. Godfather. Man, fuck The Godfather. Exactly. I think those that have to get more their, their own lists. Yeah. Because to me, there's just so many funny people out there. I mean, we didn't even talk about it, even though we talked about him. Paul Rudd. Yeah. That's true. You know, <laughs> like Paul Rudd, anything Paul Rudd's in, I'll watch. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Uh, what's that one? The one where we reviewed? Like, I legit oh, yeah, saw. Mute. Yeah, mute. and he's actually, and he's kind of funny in that movie, too. Yeah, like he's both scary and funny. <laughs> yeah. And a bad guy, but you like him. Yeah. I legit saw, I was like, oh, Paul Rudd's in it. And I was kind of hoping he was the main character. Turns out he's not. He's not, but still, like. He's amazing. Although Everything. I feel like he should have been the main character. Yeah. It would have been a better story. Yeah. I think it kind of pushes that way, but I don't know. Either way, I he's someone that's the same, like anything that he's in. Yeah. And I mean, not only was he in like a childhood classic, like Clueless. Yeah. That just something you know, something that I watched a million times because my my sisters watched a million times. Yeah. But he was also an anchor man. Which is one of my favorite yes. comedies. And yes. it was fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. God. Wake up, stupid panda jerk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but um, I think this is more of like we have to really sit down and get to like the bones of like all this shit because there's a lot more. Yes, there that is. That we can talk about. There, We could take like. 10 episodes all talking <laughs> about comedy and I think we'd be like oh there's still more yeah 
at least for me, because I comedy is my favorite uh, of everything. Maybe we should do bonus episodes on comedy. Could. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Give us two thumbs up or, you know, just like or subscribe somewhere. Instagram, Twitter is where we're active. Uh, mm-hmm. INTB underscore podcast, you know, for Twitter and Instagram. Or you can, if you have a suggestion or you want to say, hey, guys, you should review this. Or maybe you should talk about that. Or maybe you should do a segment on this. You know, you can always uh, email us, too, at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And we appreciate it. And like I said, we're trying to expand and do new things. It's just taking a long time. Yeah. Once we get it, hopefully it's received really well. And then uh, maybe maybe we'll stop talking about it so we can finish it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's done pretty soon. Hopefully you guys are into that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Until then, you know, like I said, like, subscribe, share, you know. Whatever. Tell everyone about us if you like yeah, us. Even if you want to talk shit about us. But like, yeah. these fucking guys. Yeah. Suck. Listen to these guys because they fucking suck. Yeah, be like, hey, everyone, you download these episodes because these guys fucking suck. They, they like Age of Ultron. They like The Last Jedi. They love black people. They love women. It's like, come on. It's all the things that we hate. Yeah, God. <laughs> I could see how people would hate us. Because <laughs> I feel like. I feel like we're 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 too far in the middle where yeah we just can't win yeah because <laughs> I feel like there'd be too many people who are like those hoity-toity critics who are just like well they do say very good things about this but I mean I don't agree with anything that they're saying about that and then they have those dumb nerds who are just like well I'm an incel so I hate women and they they love all these women oh I hate them because they won't date me exactly yeah. So if you guys want to talk shit about us, email us yeah. or uh, comment on our shit. You yeah, know. do it. We love to hear. Yeah. I love interaction either way, so that's good. Yeah. But until then, guys, thank you so much. And remember. Thank you. It's, it's not, not that bad. bad.